We interrupt this regularly scheduled catch-up for a special announcement about yours truly, your host. I'm alive! I'm not sleeping. I'm alive! I'm not holding out. I say no! No more waiting. For once in my life, no holding out. Cause I 
Everything is good these days, but all of my friends are dying. Davy May and Lisa May, but nobody else really wants to stay. Nobody else really wants to stay. careful when you open that door you never know what's standing on the other side that is magna pop on your ketchup k-x-u-p redmond california tell with you very exciting episode last time sorry we had to cut it short but uh i'll fill you in on what happened uh what happened before magna pop oh the ramones of course sleigh bells did uh real real built off a nice uh funkadelic sample there tayo cruz did dynamite and we started with a t- terrible song by the Sherbs, but uh, somehow, I don't know, there's something that appeals uh, to me about it, especially not the least of which that excitement about being alive, because it was touch and go there for a second, you guys. As you remember, um, I had to stop the show because I saw somebody coming up the driveway carrying what I took to be a gun, and uh, so I hid out here in the shelter, and I... Uh, well, he kicked open the door, and it was uh, things got pretty real pretty quick. So um, uh, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you those details later. But I remembered something that's kind of important and kind of gross. Uh, uh, I finally know what happened to my foot. I was uh, taking the assailant, uh, my would-be assailant. Um, he was dressed, I should say, like he had like on a brown hooded robe. And like a, a uh, ventilator mask of some type, and I swear to God, I thought it was like one of those dudes in Star Wars on the, on the on Luke's planet Tatooine. I think was it Jawas? He looked like a like a big Jawa. But um, anyway, I I was I was dragging him back around to this uh, incinerator thing over on the side of the mansion, and as I was passing by the little pond thing, it just all came to me in a bolt. What happened to my foot? I had been here before. And that little pondy moting used to be filled with piranhas. And I was punished for something. And that's as far as I would let myself get in that particular scenario. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is a jungle up in here. Let's get back into the ketchup with Steve Miller Band.
news, crime TV shows. I, I have to tell you, my absolute favorite show in the world is a little program called Law and Order. I love Law and Order, I do. And I miss Jerry Orbach more than certain dead relatives of mine. He was the best. Jerry Orbach, for those of you that don't know who that is, he played Detective Lenny Briscoe on Law and Order for many, many years. He was a wonderful actor. He also played the dad in Dirty Dancing. He's the one that put baby in the corner. But... A few years ago, Jerry Orbach died. You may know that, it was very sad. What you may not know, and this is absolutely true, by the way. I would not, I would not shit you, San Francisco. It's absolutely true. After Jerry Orbach died, he donated his eyes to the New York Eye Bank. He was an eye donor, okay? And there's these signs all over New York that you can see, uh, and they're in you know, ads and magazines and stuff, and they say, uh, Jerry Orbach gave his heart and soul to the gift of acting and the gift of sight to two New Yorkers. Two New Yorkers got Jerry Orbach's eyes. Sorry, like as a transplant, not just to have. Like they got them put in. They got them surgically put in, not just to carry around mushy-like. Like they got them, like a doctor did it. That is an amazing story. There's two different New Yorkers walking around with Jerry Orbach's eyeballs. That is amazing. What's more amazing is that it's two different people in New York City, right? They're probably strangers. They probably don't know each other, right? Well, that would make a great movie. 
Like, that is the plot of a great romantic comedy. I can see the preview now if it's just like, he's an average guy who only likes sports. Dude, you gonna sell your grandmother's wedding ring? What, I need it for season tickets. But she's a busy businesswoman who only likes business. Ma'am, could you turn off that Bluetooth? We're at a baptism. He's March Madness. She's Merrill Lynch. Got it. But they have one thing in common. They both have Jerry Orbach's eyeballs shoved into their face. New Line Cinema presents Love at First Sight. This summer, love is spelled with two eyes. I thought a lot about it, thank you. Try to remember the kind of September when life was slow and oh so mellow. Try to remember the kind of September when grass was green and grain was yellow. Try to remember the kind of September when you were a tender and callow fellow. Try to remember, and if you remember, then follow. Generationals on the ketchup. When we fight, we fight. Before that, it was uh, Mr. Jerry Orbach from the long-running Broadway play The Fantastics. I believe that's a role he originated, try to remember. John Mulaney, the great comedian, telling us about Jerry Orbach before that. The Pogues were in there. I believe they're from Ireland. I'm going to have to double-check my facts. Uh, Fountains of Wayne was uh, before that. I always used to like to watch on that show Sopranos where they would go 
to that fountain store called. I wonder if that's where the name came from. And uh, Steve Miller Band at the top. Speak about fighting the generationals. Like, I do not remember myself as being much of a fighter. I remember like sometimes in a schoolyard there would be a fight. I certainly got beaten up my fair share, but uh, when you knew it was going to happen or you were dragged into that tractor beam, I, I just I didn't have a stomach for it. It wasn't my thing. And uh, but then um, in the situation with the uh, Jawa guy. It was very much different. It was like so, like when he kicked down that door, I was ready. I had something for him. And like liking it was a strong word, but it was just like when it came down to like, okay, it's him or me. Like I'm, I'm, so, I'm not proud of what happened, but I'm glad I chose myself. And I am, um, I'm sad for the guy because I really, as you might have picked up uh, along the lines of this broadcast, I'm... Uh, been starving for company and i discovered that in my haste uh he was not what i took to be his gun was in fact a water bottle in one of those like neoprene covers and uh also had a bible with him so i guess he was some sort of uh monkish fellow so uh um the good news is there's people around so maybe if y'all are listening to it sorry what happened to your bro it was an accident and uh it's not my policy, but, you know, don't anybody get any bright ideas either. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> That's some tough talk. <laughs> Pretty tough talk for a half-footed dumb man. Uh, let's get back into the music with Ozo Motley on Los Ketchup.
Ketchup.
gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, it's a kosher pacifist's worst nightmare. War pigs on the ketchup. That's Black Sabbath, of course. Before that, it was Jody Watley and Art Brute. Sugar Ray did every morning, and we started off with uh, Ozo Motley, because that is how we do it on the ketchup. Everything from Jody Watley to Ozo Motley. We play all five types of music, usually just the top four kinds. Have I gone into this rap before about the five kinds of music? There's only five kinds, you know. There's good, good music, good, bad music, bad, good music, and bad, bad music, and then neutral music. I don't think I've played any of that yet, but there's not a lot of groups that make that neutral music. Let me see, like a, uh, like a, like a good, bad song is like that Sherbs at the top of the thing. I'll get into it later. You don't want to hear me ramble. I've rambled too much this episode. Let's get back into the music. It's your little St. Vincent, what do you say? Oh, here comes some now on the ketchup. Good.
Someday I will treat you good on the catch-up. That one's going out to my girl Peaches, the plus-size model. Hope you're listening. Sorry, Suzanne, you had your chance. Before that, it was a rare track uh, called Sounding Song by a great group called Cerebral Core. Started it off with uh, St. Vincent. And uh, that song, for some reason, put me in the mind of some of that weird late period Sheena Easton when she was hanging around with Prince. So we had to do some sugar walls in there, too. Listen, that's all uh, we got for this time. I'm going to tell you more about the, um, the incident and what I remembered and everything. And I don't think I'm going to go poking around for a little while. I might go check on the store, see how things are going down there. But uh, I've had enough excitement to last me for a little while. But um, if you knew the guy and what happened and you're seeking revenge or something... Uh, just don't, okay? Let's just, uh, let's squash this beef right now. 
leave you with some Bruce Coburn. Love you. Bye-bye. Here comes the helicopter. Second time today. Everybody scatters and hopes it goes away. How many kids they've murdered? Only God can say. is written and produced by Gary Lucy for Wilson Lee Pictures, Inc. All music is the property of its rightful owners and is presented for critical, historical, and promotional purposes only. Support the arts. Don't steal music. Like us on Facebook, rate us on iTunes, and please tell a friend. Music is the catch-up.